Welcome, my brothers and sisters, to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. As many of you know, this is our September Spirit Month in which we celebrate our Vincentian family because at the end of the month, on September the 27th, the whole church celebrates our founder, St. Vincent de Paul. You are a part of our family as members of the God Minute community. And so we want to welcome you today, and especially those of you who are brand new to the God Minute with us. So happy to have you with us today. Beloved of God, today we celebrate in the church the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And the gospel that the church has chosen for us today is from the 16th chapter of Luke's gospel. And it's verses 1 through 13. So let's take a minute just to place ourselves in the presence of the Lord and ask him to open us to hear his word that he might inspire and teach us today. Jesus said to his disciples, a rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, what is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, what shall I do? Now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first he said, how much do you owe my master? He replied, 100 measures of olive oil. He said to him, here's your promissory note. Sit down and quickly write one for 50. Then to another he said, and you, how much do you owe? He replied, 100 cores of wheat. He said to him, here's your promissory note. Write one for 80. And the master commended that dishonest steward for acting prudently. For the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light. I tell you, make friends for yourself with dishonest wealth so that when it fails, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you're not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The local rabbi was out jogging through the countryside and he encountered a man who was um, selling these two puppies. He asked the man what kind of puppies they are. And the man responded, they're Jewish puppies, Rabbi. 
The rabbi thinks that this is so great that the next day he brings his wife to see these puppies for herself. He asks the man to tell his wife what kind of puppies they are. And the man replies, they're Catholic puppies. The rabbi looked puzzled and said, yesterday you told me that they were Jewish puppies. Ah, the man smiles and says, yesterday they were, but today they have seen the light and a Catholic priest reserved them for himself and paid a higher price in advance. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Today's gospel reminds us that we are God's stewards and that God expects faithful and prudent stewardship from us. The gospel challenges us to use our God-given talents and blessings like wealth wisely to attain the reward of the kingdom. The parable that Jesus shares with his disciples and with us today is rather unique, don't you think? I mean, this steward who is obviously devious and who cannot be trusted is about to get fired by his master. So what does he do? He believes that he needs some sort of backup plan, some sort of loophole in order to come out of this thing on top, particularly after he's fired. So he decides to forgive the debts of the master's debtors. Let me say that one more time. He decides to forgive the debtors of his master. In other words, he's forgiving debts that are not his to forgive. He's giving a break to people indebted to his master only to secure for himself a possible place of employment for when he is let go by his master. Pretty clever, devious. And at first glance, this doesn't appear to be the best parable to teach people with whom you're trying to explain the importance of doing God's will as a prudent steward. But there's something powerful in there that we've missed, perhaps. We have been listening to the scriptures long enough to realize that God's ways are not our ways and that something important is going to be taught in this lesson. You see, I believe that this is all about the end time, you know, our time and, and what we must do to inherit the kingdom of God. So let me share this story that I came across. One stormy night, uh, many years ago, an elderly couple entered the lobby of a small hotel and asked for a room. The clerk explained that because there were three conventions in town, the hotel was filled. He added, but I can't send a nice couple like you out in the rain at one o'clock in the morning. Would you be willing to sleep in my room? The couple hesitated, but the clerk insisted. The next morning, when the man paid his bill, he told the clerk, you're the kind of manager who should be the boss of the best hotel in the United States. Maybe someday I'll build one for you. The clerk smiled and was amused by the older gentleman's little joke about building a place for him. 
A few years passed then, and one day the clerk received a, a letter from the elderly man recalling the stormy night and asking him to come to New York for a visit. In the letter was a round-trip ticket, and so he went. And when the clerk arrived, his host took him to the corner of 5th Avenue and 34th Street, where a grand new building stood. That, explained the elderly man, is the hotel I have just built for you to manage. You must be joking, the clerk said. I most assuredly am not, came the reply. Who, who, who are you, stammered the clerk. The man answered, my name is William Waldorf Astor. That hotel was the original Waldorf Astoria one of the most magnificent hotels in New York. And the young clerk, who became its first manager, was George C. Bolt. I love that story because it reinforces today's gospel message about the prudent use of our earthly treasures, our earthly wealth, and the resources given to us by God. If we use God's loving gifts to us, to love others and to help them in their need, well, then we'll inherit the reward of the kingdom. And God will be our greatest treasure. You see, in the gospel, the steward only was worried about his immediate future, but we have to be concerned with our eternal salvation. What must we do to inherit the kingdom of God? We must be stewards of God's creation and work authentically serving God and, of course, our brothers and sisters. Our actions must be in line with the values of the gospel, and our lives must reflect the example of Jesus. Everything we do, think, and say matters. I want to invite you to enter into the merciful heart of Jesus and grasp this opportunity to grow in holiness today a chance to ready yourself more profoundly for what awaits you in God's plan. It's not too late to start preparing for our eternal life to come. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, before we close today, I just want to remind you that on Mondays, during the month of September, we're asking you still to forward the podcast to someone with whom you'd like to share this or who've never heard uh, the God Minute. For those who have already done this, thank you. Keep up the good work. It's making a difference, a huge difference in our community. And by the way, we also have some short invitational videos you can share. They're on our YouTube channel or uh, through our app blog, which will take you to that channel. Feel free to forward them to your friends and family as uh, a way to invite them to the God Minute. Also, there's still time to contact your parish to ask if we can place an invitation in your parish bulletin for the God Minute. Send the contact information to myself or Father Ron or to Lauren, and we'll make sure that they get the invitation that goes in the bulletin, okay? And for our third week of September Spirit, 
on our app blog, you can provide us with one suggestion you might have to help us better the God Minute. Now you can access Father Ron's video for this week telling you all about it. And it's done in, of course, the excellence of Father Ron. So by all means, make sure you watch that. Phew! Many options for you to help us evangelize the world with our God Minute family, starting with your friends and family. Brothers and sisters, in the meantime, do take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow.